So I first want to pass it off to Russ, who's going to walk through um, movements. Russ. Thanks, Nate. <clears throat> so the ability to um, build an army and the ability to have intimate relationships with people either online or locally uh, through clubs, I really believe has been the secret sauce to what is empowered under the dome efforts, our comm efforts. It's having that ability to have massive amount of people who engage either with eyeballs or phone calls or office visits or town halls. And we are connected to people who are in the habit of serving a purpose greater than themselves. And I think it is the reason that building this capability of having very passionate, involved personal relationships at a local level or on an online level is what makes uh, CVA unique in being able to move a legislator on a point of view on a bill, to be able to uh, inform the public, civilian populations, as to why an issue is so important. Uh, and having the ability to not only move the dial in the public arena, but in the elected official arena, starts with the capability of building an army that's, our, that's passionate, articulate, hardworking, and really moves people from the heart forward. So there are times when it looks like we're not working on a particular project, but we're building an army. Building that army is the capability that enables us to do all the other things we do. So at CVA, it is one of the most important things we do is building those interpersonal relationships. Uh, we used to do in person all the time. Now we're doing it in person and online. So to give you an idea of what that looks like in the uh, in the past is when we've been able to move the needle on public opinion on endless wars, the need for veterans to get health care choice, full choice, and the need to hold um, the VA accountable uh, when they have employees that don't act the way they should. So this is a building block, a starting point that much of the rest of what we do is built on. Nate, back to you, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Um, let's move to the next one. I think uh, Lewis is going to share the uh, coalition effort. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're all well and your families are, are well. Uh, so quickly, build the army, right? Very important to the work we're doing. And so here at, at headquarters and on the federal side, we're looking to build a broad-based coalition of organizations that we're going to partner with to help drive forward the veterans health care reform that we're seeking to have uh, enacted and same with ending uh, the endless wars and so it's not just an effort that uh, we should look at as headquarters only right every single one of you in your states has the opportunity to, to do the same exact thing and so uh, we encourage you to look to organizations in your states that are working with veterans and even if they're not uh, involved in the veterans um, you know, nonprofit space or anything of that nature. That doesn't mean that they can't be an ally. Right now here at headquarters, we're partnering with organizations that aren't necessarily working directly with veterans, but they align with our vision on veterans healthcare reform. And the goal that we want to accomplish with this coalition is to amplify the messaging around the need for veterans healthcare reform. And then to show these members in Congress that are leading the way, uh, such as Representative Roy, Representative Stubbe, uh, Andy Biggs in Arizona, that they're not alone 
that not only are they pushing for the reforms that our veterans need, but there are so many folks out there, so many different organizations that also agree with that and that know that this type of action is going to help empower our veterans to get timely care. And so we encourage you all to start looking at the organizations around you and see what your activists are hearing. It's possible that they've heard from an organization that also sees the benefits of the work we're doing. You know, we want to grow this movement and, and coalitions we know is going to be one of the best ways that we can do that as well. And so that's just kind of a, a, a small brief on that. I know there's more to come as well. I know Russ and, and John are working with me and we'll get, we're going to get some more stuff out to folks, but just start thinking about that as you look to incorporate your CVA plans for the quarter and for the next six months. Back to you, Nate. Thank you, Lewis. All right, the next effort within um, uh, building the Army is uh, social entrepreneurs. Uh, so I skipped one. I apologize. Uh, David Fitzgerald, uh, can you walk us through that one? Sure, Nate. So as you guys who are coalitions directors, CEDs, and GEDs know, it is essential to find those members of the community who can either organize others incredibly well or who have a voice that can reach others, whether that be they get a lot of retweets, they get a lot of reshares on their posts. Uh, anytime they put the all call out, 100 people get together. So there are equivalencies of that on the national level as well. And I have to go ahead and commend Nate Banks, Sam Rogers, and Johnny Ramirez for all going ahead and burying me under homework at the beginning of January. So as you guys uh, engage in the social media space or you're out at these in-person events, if you identify folks who on one hand can reach a broad audience, as that's someone with a large social media following, that's someone who has done something significant, so it lends credibility to his voice. It might be someone who runs a podcast, uh, someone who is an author that gets reshared pretty frequently online, or a veteran organization. So I, I've seen nine line tossed around. We recently got Joe Kent's story sponsored in SoftRep. As these organizations cross your path, don't be scared to send them my way. I will add them all to a Rolodex, and there's probably a time and place and a mission somewhere out there where we can agree with these folks and mobilize them to support CVA's mission. Um, like I said, a few members of this team have already sent me some leads. If you guys think of anyone, and we specialize on emerging markets at storytelling and figuring out how to make contact with unreached folks. So even if you don't have a relationship with these individuals, don't be scared to send their information my way because there might be a piece of the puzzle that we have at headquarters on how to engage these folks uh, that you guys might not have in your own back pocket. So uh, social entrepreneurs are gonna be essential to us really expanding how many folks we're able to reach, especially as COVID continues to push us into the online sphere. That's what I have right now, Nate. You guys will continue to see communication from me on this topic as we put some more wins on the board here. Awesome, thanks, David. Um, I just wanna pause here. Uh, one, on social entrepreneurs, let's not limit ourselves to, to looking for somebody exactly like our Joe Kent in, in the video, right? This doesn't need to be somebody who, who retired with 20 years in the army, um, uh, worked at JSOC and who is a gold star family member. That that's, that's like, that's the exception. Uh, you know, there are not a lot of folks out there like that. Um, this is about empowering other people to make a difference. There are so many people out there, um, that have compelling stories, very unique, compelling stories. And, and that's what this effort is about. It's about finding those people who want to make a difference and then empowering them to do it. That's the, that's the principle here at play. 
And nothing, nothing we do will be successful if we do not do that. Nothing we do will be successful if we don't do that. We're, we would become just another, you know, uh, AstroTurf lobbying organization if it weren't for our activists, our, our coalitions and our social entrepreneurs. <clears throat> so um, let's move on to the next one. The next line of effort, in fact, got a couple items here uh, around policy champions. So the uh, the first one here, I'm going to cover it. So um, political advocacy is no less important than the issue advocacy that we do. Uh, it's very different. And obviously, due to regulations, we have to be particularly careful and compliant when we're when we're doing this and talking about it. And and uh, that includes talking to our volunteers about it. But it is it is it is absolutely a part of our theory of change. We know that we cannot make a difference in especially legislatively uh, if we don't have people in office who are willing to be champions. And we first have to elect those individuals uh, to do that and then keep them elected uh, to be a champion in Washington, D.C. or in the state house, wherever they are appointed. In fact, um, this is not just about elected officials, appointed officials are are critical to this also. So we are increasing our cooperation with the political team and with the government affairs team. And, and Lewis is going to share a little bit more on the next item uh, about what that looks like. Um, but but this is going to be a, a more sustained effort, you could say, as opposed to the recent approach. Uh, I think we 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 we've been having some conversations about how we miss some opportunities to connect people to the importance of our political work uh, before the, the the cycle, this last cycle. And and so we want to be more diligent and intentional about maintaining that dialogue with our volunteers, our our. Um, our, our activists out there and make sure that everybody understands the importance of electing policy champions. And uh, when the next cycle comes around, you can you can count on us being active in, in, a, in an electoral sense. Uh, that may be CVA in a C4 sense. Uh, that may be the, the Concerned Veterans for America action. Right. It, it could be either one and, and in different ways. So we will be active politically. Uh, Lewis, I want to pass it off to you for the next one, uh, partnerships. Perfect. So as Nate mentioned, we are working hard, hand in hand, really, with members of Congress to to work with them, folks that we know are aligned with us to be our policy champions. And so we're working closely with them to make sure that as they reintroduce veterans health care reform legislation, that we're able to be stakeholders in that, provide input, make sure that it really is going to meet the needs uh, that our veterans uh, have. And more importantly, it's uh, resource intensive, like Dan said, right? And so we want this constant dialogue to remain open. And so we're working to reach out to these members and their staff because their staff also plays such a critical role. And we're gonna continue to elevate those relationships to make sure that not only do we help to empower our policy champions, but we find folks that are new, new members of Congress, uh, or even those who have been serving for a very long time, but maybe they haven't, they're interested in getting into uh, veterans healthcare reform, but they may not be on a relevant committee. We're finding these folks and we're finding ways to help empower them to make sure that we can get our agenda across the finish line and help to empower veterans. And so it doesn't just stop at the at the federal level. It's not just a headquarters thing. Every single one of you, you know, has a congressional delegation. And so I know about six months ago, we made a big push to uh, meet with those folks in district and to meet with their staff. and 
it's got to continue. The best way for us to grow these relationships and take them to the next level is to have an open line of dialogue with those offices. And so I know many of you have already reached out to me saying, hey, we want to meet with our members and, and um, let them know what we've got planned for the 2021 you know, agenda, what CVA wants to accomplish. And I encourage you to, to not only do that, but also build that relationship with those folks. Remember, they're staffers, but they will in time come to you once you build that relationship they know that you're a trusted individual that you're going to help work with them that you're a preferred partner and so when you go to sit down with them whether it's in person or you do it through zoom you know give them your work cell phone say hey this is my my work cell phone you know we're a resource for you here in the state let us know how we can be helpful or even in dc we're a resource right but kind of take it to the next level let them know that you're not just there to visit one time and you're going to see them again in three months right that you're a constant presence and ultimately, that's how you start to help grow that dialogue and let them know that you're somebody who's going to be there uh, to not only help empower them if they've got questions about veterans health care, but let them know that CVA as an organization is one that's going to be active and that's going to continue to champion veterans health care reform in 2021, in 2022 and into the future. So that's it, Nate. Awesome. Thank you, sir. <laughs>